Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back again to our Make an Impact Show and the bonus series Reclaim Your Time Off, where I dissect how incredible high achievers and inspiring humans reclaim their time off and find that elusive work-life balance that we all are looking for. I'm very excited to bring you one new episode as an episode with Joseph Maverick, where we're going to talk about, once again, how to reclaim your time off. Joseph is a blogger who writes about the journey of learning to live with a purpose. He believes self-improvement and productivity are not about getting things done for the sake of getting things done, but rather the natural and logic way towards doing what you love. What can I say? No, I couldn't find a better guest for this bonus series, right? I'm really excited to have Joseph with me today. I'm really excited for you to learn some practical tools because Joseph is all about practical. So you're in for a treat with this one. And also, obviously, this is a series that celebrates the upcoming release of my second book, Reclaim Your Time Off. So if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet, shame on you, but I love you anyway, because what you can do is go to creativeimpact.group slash shop, and there you can find the link to pre-order the book Reclaim Your Time Off. First of all, it will make me incredibly happy, and I will love you forever, even if, as I say always, I still love you anyway. But also, you will make a favor to yourself, because you're going to learn the three-step solution on how to stop overworking and also enjoy a work-life balance that makes sense and is minimal to you. This book is really the compendium of what I've learned by being a recovering workaholic, shall we say, and now really I took the steps to find that way that balance and fulfillment can really work for me and me individually. Without further ado, we're going to jump on into this episode with Joseph Maverick. I hope you're going to love this and I hope you're going to learn small things and hacks that you can use for yourself to really reclaim your time off. And as per usual, I will speak to you next time.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reclaim Your Time Off, the series that dissects the top routines from high achievers and performers. And today in this very special mini-series, I am talking to the amazing Joseph Marek. Hello, Joseph, how are you doing? Hey there, I'm doing great, how are you? I am fantabulous. Uh, just, just putting my name out there. <laughs> fantabulous. Uh, I'm very excited to be talking yet once again about productivity. And I talked about these topics with different people in this mini-series, but I love being able to talk about this specific topic with somebody who's as passionate about it and dissecting and trying new things as I am. So I cannot wait for you to introduce yourself uh, to listeners who might not know who you are. Give us a bit of a background before we dive deep into the topic, please. Sure. So hi, everyone, and, and thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm uh, Joseph Mavericks. I blog about mainly uh, self-improvement and productivity, as you just said. But uh, I would just, the, the, the quick note to that is that I don't do it from the like hardcore side hustle, uh, uh, wake up at 5 a.m., uh, sleep four hours a night uh, angle. I just do it more from the, I see productivity and self-improvement as uh, a logic way towards doing what you like in life, like doing, uh, reaching your goals and your dreams and stuff like that. Um, and I've been blogging for about a year and a half now. Uh, and that's what I write about, basically. Yeah, just uh, a healthy approach to, to self-improvement and, uh, and the productivity. And I love that. And I love that, again, there is no... There's nothing wrong, by the way. I just want to say there's nothing wrong with the 5 a.m. club. If you can... <laughs> First of all, if you have no social life, I will be honest, uh, but also if that works for you, waking up at 5 a.m., I tried it. I despised it because obviously I was like, I'm going to try it. Like back in the day, I was like, nah, no. Nah. So yeah. it's just refreshing to hear that it's just about what works for you. And actually all these series and all these conversations are really about understanding that, you know, the hustle culture is not sustainable for most of us, for a very big number of people. And obviously health and balance are so important because that's what, as you say, makes you obviously improve yourself, but in a way that is sustainable to you. So I'm really excited to get actually talking about little tips and tricks. But before that, we're going to warm up and I'm going to ask you, is there a favorite activity or hobby that you like to actually make time for when you have time off? Is there one specific thing that you really enjoy doing? That's a very good question, and I have the answer right away. And that's yeah. chess. I uh, I do enjoy chess a lot, and I actually find it exactly like that, like an activity I can do on the side that's completely unrelated to anything I do, whether professionally or like on the side with my blog. It's just an activity I enjoy doing just for free, for nothing, for just to kill time, and at the same time, develop my uh, my wonderful, you know, my intellectual capabilities. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, chess is my answer. Have you, is something that you've done for a long time? Is, have you been always like passionate about it or is something that you started dabbing into recently? Actually, it developed, uh, I would say, for the past year. I've always known how to play chess, but I've really started taking it uh, seriously, uh, yeah, the past year. Yeah. Do you do, I guess, right now, I mean, at the time of recording, probably you're doing it online a lot or you're actually yeah. doing it with like with friends or partners or whatever? I mean, I played with my uh, my family a little bit like over Christmas because I was visiting. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's only online, uh, especially lately. That's fair enough. To be honest, I do remember I learned how to play chess. And then I think my squirrel brain, I think probably would be good for my squirrel <laughs> brain, actually. <laughs> That's literally what it is, Joseph. It's literally, imagine a squirrel is inside of my brain. I'm already <laughs> quite a squirrel. Then you got that element. People say hamster, but I think the hamster is still a lot more... Um, 
disciplined than what actually is going on inside my brain. Okay. Um, that's pretty much where we're at. But I love that. It's great. And it really reminds us that sometimes like doing things, and we might go back to this actually, but doing things sometimes just for the sake of doing something, for the pleasure of it, without any hidden agenda, without having to track ourselves or looking yeah. at results and targets. It's such a it's such a small thing that we I think we have to relearn we ever learned a bit in the past probably the past years yeah exactly and i was gonna say i do track actually my uh, my chess rating but that's the only thing i track about it like the the metrics of like how good i'm playing and what what, what mistakes I, I make now after talking about hobbies and activities i want to go back to one of our favorite topics even if it's not the 5 a.m club no what <laughs> what first of all which club do you belong to as in what is one of the non-negotiables that you have for your morning routine? And obviously, what are some of the lessons that obviously come within that? Because that's a big hot topic, especially for people that love to talk about self-improvement and productivity. Yes, that's very true. So I'm personally a morning person. Um, so you mentioned you tried the 5 a.m. club thing. I tried it as well. Um, and uh, I also kind of gave up on it because uh, it's, it's just too brutal for me. But um i wake up around um i usually wake up around 6 a.m i mean i kind of figured i have a, a this this rotation where for half of the year or like the the winter I, I live up north uh so it gets really dark in the winter so like sun is down like peak of winter sun is down by like 4 p.m which is really early and in the morning it doesn't rise before eight or nine so it's, it makes it really really hard to wake up at my usual 6 a.m so during the winter i find myself waking up around 7 a.m but that being said, the non-negotiable, I always do whatever time I wake up, um, excluding vacation, is uh, I stretch, I do a bit of yoga meditation, uh, and that takes me like 10, 15 minutes, uh, maybe even 20. It, it really, it's, that's the thing I do every single morning. I know my sequence of exercise by heart, like I start with stretching the legs, the knees, then I do the, 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 the push-ups, I do a little bit of, a, of a cardio. So yeah, that's the non-negotiable. I love that. And to me, movement and that kind of element of flow is really important as well. So I, I'm a big fan of having to add that movement. And also it kind of like shakes you up. Some people like the cold showers and people like, you know, something that really shocks your system, but whatever really can get you away from that. It's kind of like hard because you want to bring back the stillness and obviously there's mindfulness is also great, but it's also nice to be able to kind of like, you know, get the body going with the movement first. I find that's a really interesting thing too little tip off I talk about it a few times actually on the podcast anyway but I love my satellite so I don't know if you have seen some of those wake-up lights that mimic the sun I have one right there yeah that that literally wakes me up at six in the morning even during winter that's what does it for me doesn't really do that for you as much to me it really helps yeah uh it definitely helps uh I've had mine for years and actually I, I had it when I, I moved to the north and then I noticed the sun didn't wait, it rise before nine. I was like, I'm getting one of those. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it is amazing. It really, and every, almost every single time I wake up just like five minutes before my alarm clock because the, 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 it actually works. It's not, you know, it's science. So the, my eyes actually kind of, oh, it's, it's lighter around here. I love that. And also you cannot see it from the podcast, but it was oh. lovingly looking at his satellite that I can actually see from here as well, which is really, really cute. <laughs> it's not sad at all. It's a very happy light. But we talk about it actually a few times in the podcast because we are also quite up north. And in general, a good side of the world will have that 
problem in winter that seasonality and I think hibernation and slowing down is makes sense this time of the year you might feel less productive but definitely if you're struggling to wake up in the morning it's just I think also it makes you just feel much better even if you wake up at eight it doesn't really matter it really does ease you into the day a lot better so thank you for sharing our little friend the sunlight not so sad <laughs> aside from this little friend is there and more generically I guess when it comes to working smarter and also you know making more time for yourself what is one of your favorite tools apps or hacks that you would even recommend that is tick tick um it's a i mean the main competitor like i, I want to say it's like todoist except it's better uh, but I know Todoist is bigger. Like they just have like, a, looks to me like a better marketing and branding. So they're more known, but TikTok is getting up there as well. Uh, yeah. So it's like time management, productivity, uh, calendar, to-do lists, all bundled together. And those tools always, in my opinion, tend to have way too many options for me to like to use or to use them all. Uh, so I only use a few options on, uh, of that tool, um, but it's just, it's just amazing. Like my favorite option uh, my favorite feature on this thing and, and the, the game changer because I've tried so many every time I like look for a new tool for a specific area in my life I really like to try to try different ones to to find the best ones the best one uh, and the one game changer is that when you're in calendar view you can actually have on the right of the calendar a list of like a, a vertical list uh, like a basic to-do list of what you have to do you can choose a filter filtering criteria like what, what's overdue what's due in two weeks what's or what's, what's not done, like what's not even do, what you didn't put in the do list, um, you just can just drag and drop it to your calendar. And that's just amazing to me because I love the transition from like the simple vertical to do to actually assigning it to, um, or rescheduling it. Um, it's kind of hard, hard to explain in words, but I guess visual, I do, I did write an article about it with visuals in it. So there you go. That's the little thug right there. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And on the percent we'll put it in the show notes as well. It's, yeah. and you know why it is actually that element of, um, I talk about it a bit as well in the, in my book coming out, reclaiming your time off, uh, which is actually the fact that to-do lists are as the ones that we have like in our head traditionally almost do it wrong for us because what they a lot of the time what they encourage just too much to do is actually to put a deadline to it or to put like a time but because we don't really we struggle to understand how much time is going to take for some tasks because we can only estimate and most time we estimate massively wrong then when everything is only based on calendars and that's all your to do is based on constantly then you're constantly uh, chasing deadlines that you set yourself and most of the time you set them again as i said really badly because you're underestimating usually how much time you're going to take so i really love the idea that you can have a, a list or a, or a time management tool that can really help you focusing more on kind of like reassessing and rejuggling based on what you want to focus on but also that is not only about that kind of almost fake urgency that sometimes you get that I feel can be a bit overwhelming to too. Yeah. And that's why I tried things like to do list, And that's what, that was one of my issues actually. So, yeah, exactly. And, and on that note, actually the, the, um, the, the thing about like always pressing you to finish tasks, even if, you know, Oh, maybe my deadline is actually not realistic. Well, the, the app is still going to push you and stress you out. And what I don't like with them, a lot of the apps I've come across is like they push, they automatically push your overdue items on top of your to-do list, like with a big red color. And it's, that's super straight, like it's, you know, it's fine, you you missed your deadline. You should be able to reschedule it. But most of the apps, like 90% of the apps, they just push it up on top of your to-do list. Like, hey, you, you had to do this three days ago, two days ago, a week ago. And uh, with TickTick, it doesn't do that, so I like that. 
And these are small things. They're really, uh, like, I love what you mentioned there because it's really the small things that, like, psychologically speaking, that will actually, you know, catch our attention. And as you say, then it automatically makes you feel stressed out because you're like, ah, this is a, is a sea of reds and what am I going to do about it? And also to me, and then we're going to go to the next, the next point, but I wanted just to say, you're not supposed to, especially people that are adapting the way they work and especially if they're working from home and they weren't, you're not necessarily supposed to fully understand and fully manage your time as a time management element, especially when you're working in a team. A lot of the time you will have a manager or somebody that can help you and support you manage your time, or you will learn it as you go. But we have this pressure to actually know exactly how much we can do and how much we can get done. And we want to, you know, over deliver. And I think it's very nice as, as a thought, but also we need to be a bit more realist because otherwise without that many boundaries that we used to have when we would, physically go somewhere else to work things you know can pile up so really love the little tip and i love the idea of the app as well so we'll make sure that we put the link in the show notes now i'm talking more about potentially practices and mindsets here so i was thinking what is the one thing that has helped you especially i would say maybe in the past year given that it's been a heck of a year if you pardon my french um that helped you working smarter and not harder? Is there something that jumps out at you? Um, yeah, so what, what I'm going to say is a bit of a contradiction because I'm going to say, again, I'm, I'm very much a morning person. So it's waking up early or just waking up and doing the, the hardest stuff in the morning. Like that for me, that's before lunchtime, which is a very common practice, you know, for morning people. It's just, we just knock out everything first half of the day. The rest of the day is more like more chill. Um, and then by 6 p.m. we're useless. So, so basically, um, as you're saying, it's been a crazy year and I've definitely noticed personally, but also with some of my friends, that it's really important to be, to be uh, kind to ourselves lately. And it's okay if you don't always feel, uh, if you feel a little less motivated than before. It's okay if, uh, if you don't always feel like crushing it, if you're moving slower than before the, the, the pandemic. Um, so it is my, my tip or my, my, my number one thing is waking up and doing the first thing in the first thing, hardest things, sorry, in the morning. But lately I've, 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 it's taken me a few months to, to come to terms with the fact that, Hey, you know, you're not as productive. You're not going as fast as before. It's okay. Uh, everybody's going through this. It's hard on, on many different levels. So, um, take it easy. You know, you don't, if, if you want to do your, your, it's good to do first things in the morning. But it's okay. It's okay. It's also okay if you don't always uh, manage to uh, to do it because it's it's been happening to me. And before that, before the pandemic, I would you know every day six a.m. do everything by nine a.m. or ten a.m. and uh, and after that, I wish I would just I would just relax more. But but lately, it's just taking me longer to do things, and, and that, that that's just okay. I think we can be our worst enemies. So I love what you said that because it's a reminder that we obviously we're not robots uh, but also we have to appreciate that um, I think with what we mentioned the actual cost the culture costa costa culture a few times uh, because it is something that especially when you work in a high pressure environment or even when you're interested in self-help productivity or any of those and look at entrepreneurs that's kind of what comes up a lot and I think being able to really reframe that and realize actually being kind to ourselves and being able to also understand other priorities that are, are just beyond work can be actually a really powerful thing that can help us then be more fulfilled and happy uh, and be actually prouder of ourselves for what we get done instead of constantly pushing ourselves 
However, I do like what you said about doing the hardest things in the morning in a way that I reframe it as still is good to prioritize. Uh, and sometimes we tend to prioritize the fastest things, you know, the little things that we can check off our to-do list because then we can check off more. But actually by prioritizing the things that are either more important or that actually are, you know, the the higher priorities, it can be much more positive because we, I used to do that. I used to just check off the things that were fastest. I was like, yeah, I done so many things. And I realized that I was actually putting myself under a lot more pressure than say, I need to do this thing. And I know that if I do that today, I'm going to be happy. And then the rest will follow. Yeah. And the danger with, with checking off the small things first is that you might actually get late on your, you know, going back to the deadlines and everything, you might actually get late on the project because you, you were busy for the first three hours of your day doing the quick, easy things. And then you realize, oh, I, I was, I was, I had, I need more time for this big project that's left. And I could have used the time in the morning, but I was busy checking off small, maybe less relevant things. Um, so, so yeah, for me, it's definitely the hardest, biggest tasks uh, in the, in the morning. Uh, eat the frog right it's also a reference to to mention at the end of the the podcast is a is a really good uh, it's and it's super super fast to read too really good book so yeah i was gonna ask you one more thing before i ask you the last question lol uh just because i know that you like to try things and obviously a lot of what you write about is actually trying different things kind of yeah. like and even other people obviously might not come from you i know that you interviewed some people <laughs> including yours truly people cannot see it but i'm pointing at you truly and you interview some people actually asking them some of their tips some of their routines is there one that really jumps out at you it can be something that somebody else mentioned in in the list which is also in the show notes if people want to check it but it might be that is something that you have tried in the last year that really fascinated you or you learned from um, so I'm not going to say early mornings because it's going to be redundant. That's what I've been talking about, but it is actually crazy how like out of the 50 people I interviewed and by now it's more the, the average wake up time, I think is like 6:30 or 7am, which is like, you know, earlier than average. Um, but something else that jumped out to not only talk about early mornings is journaling. Uh, a lot of people journal, um, there's many, many hundreds, thousands of ways of journaling. Some people do it digitally. Some people do it on paper. Some people do it every day, every week, every month. Uh, some people like are super exhausted. They write a ton of things down. Some people spend five minutes a day only doing it. Uh, so for me, journaling has also been something that's, uh, that's um, been really mentioned by, by all those people. Just to plan, um, plan everything you have to do, be productive, keep the momentum. Uh, I love journaling. Actually, uh, uh, one of our, uh, our listeners, I guess, favorite uh, episodes from season three of the Make an Impact show was from the lovely Mai Oliphant, who talks about different types of journaling. Uh, like she's got Shape My Life and she talks about how different people can use journaling in different ways. So I cannot agree more. It's just finding that way. It's almost that self-reflection, that time to self-reflect before you start to go into exactly. do mode. I think it's really interesting to see that so many people do that. I mean, as I said, I do it as well. So I can definitely resonate with that. Well, before I thank you even more for your wisdom, I'm going to ask you the last question. Yes. What would be the best ever 48 hours that you could spend if you were to say you're going to have a weekend break? Ignore the fact that now we cannot even get out of our houses. If you could get out of your house, if you could do whatever the hell you wanted, what would be the best weekend break ever? Ooh, okay, that one is harder. That one doesn't come right away. Um, the best 48 hours. Oh, there's so many things. Um, so, something, some, somehow traveling comes up. 
Um, well, it's, yeah, actually with the pandemic, even if we could get out of our houses, no planes are flying anymore because all the companies are down. So uh, yeah, traveling, uh, maybe just take a plane for a quick getaway. Maybe go see my family. I need to take the plane to go see my family. So I could do that. Um, and yeah, like a cute Airbnb, you know, pretty cool. That sounds pretty, it sounds terribly classic what I'm saying right now, but that's just what I would like. So yeah, a small classic cute Airbnb. Um, if I'm seeing my family, not in an Airbnb, but otherwise a cute uh, Airbnb in Italy or like some, somewhere sunny, Spain, you know. Um, and yeah, just, uh, just actually, I've, I've always said I wanted to, I want to try the Italian food. So maybe the, definitely Italy, try the pasta, the pizza, the, everything. And, you haven't been alive, really, if you haven't tried Italian food. You haven't really lived. Yeah. And uh, a good book. That's important because I always want to want to have more time to read. Um, and a journal because I take a journal with me everywhere I go. So I can write down thoughts I have, especially when I wind down. That's actually kind of a, in a kind of a paradox. That's actually when I have the most thoughts because I can just completely let go and just think of whatever instead of thinking of work or or the things around around work. So yeah, that would be something like this. And a bit of exercising. I like I love biking. I mentioned running before, but I also love biking. So maybe biking around Italy could be nice. Love that. Well, careful where you go because you might get some really hilly sides as well. And I'm not sure if that's, that's going to be a such a restful one, but sounds perfect. That's a great break. You see, you see, you said you didn't know what you were going to do, but you came out with a pretty good plan. So I, I like that. I hope I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom and obviously your lesson. It was lovely to have you. If people want to find out more about you or want to check you out, where would be the best place for them to go? So the best place for them to go would be my website, josephmavericks.com. And uh, specifically, uh, this project this project I did, I really loved, uh, where I interviewed, as you mentioned, 50 people. Um, I'm keeping, I'm, the project is still ongoing, actually. I hope to get to 100. Um, so that's josephmavericks.com slash 50 people. And you can get access to the whole guide there with all the tips and tricks we just mentioned. Uh, with your interview and, and, and more people. Um, and of course, I write on Medium, medium.com slash Joseph Mavericks. Um, that's the two main places as of now. And thank you so much for having me as well. Uh, it's been it's been really cool. This is only my second interview. Uh, on, a, on a, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm still a bit, uh, you know, nervous and, uh, and <laughs> my answers. I hope my answers came out okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been really, really fun. Most perfect. Thank you so, so much. You did amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.